you kick down walls and anyone who tells you you can't you take your fears your insecurities your worries you roll them all up into a ball you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up that candy pick your goal and stick fucking to it you wishy-washy motherfuckers i can't fucking stand you I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I the time and I don't have time for this and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome inside the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast. I am your host, Fitness Informant Founder and CEO, Ryan Buckeye. I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Check out this awesome episode featuring Guy Sisterino. He is a fucking stud. I'm excited that I was able to have him come on the podcast here today. Met Guy for literally the first time at the Natural Body Epic Block Party in Queens, New York, earlier in August. And what better time to have Guy Sisterino come on the podcast as we are less than two weeks away from the 2019 Mr. Olympia. Now, this episode is great because we talk about a lot of things that, honestly, I didn't think he was going to talk about. We talk about his close friend, Sean Roden, who is the 2018 Mr. Olympia, who has been banned from competing at the Olympia this year due to pending an ongoing rape investigation um, on his behalf from last October, I believe, in the state of Utah. There has not been a resolution to that case, so the Olympia committee said, Sean, you are not allowed to compete this year. Therefore, the defending and reigning champion of the Olympia is not there to defend his title And Guy is a good friend to Sean, and he opens up a bit about what's going on. We talked about the Olympia Committee's decision of what they did and whether or not he agrees with it. Uh, We talk a lot about just bodybuilding in general. We talk about how there is this discrepancy in terms of respect between the open guys and the guys in 212. And we talk about the purse payout, because if you win... Mr. Olympia is an open athlete. So if you're Sean Roden last year, you won $400,000. That's a lot of money, right? That is a lot of money for a lot of people. Flex Lewis, who is the Mr. 212, the man, right? $40,000, okay? So there's a difference of maybe 50 pounds to more, uh, but 212 is one of my favorite to, to watch. I love watching the 212 guys. I love Flex a lot. He's such a sweetheart of a guy. I love Guy. Guy's a good dude. But it's a $400,000 to $40,000 difference. So therefore, they're not getting the respect that they feel they deserve. And we get some sound bites here from Guy's history you know, that, that I'm stoked about. So I don't want to give away too much of the podcast because those of you who have maybe seen Guy on podcasts before or listened to him speak, he's very open and honest. And he was very open and honest with us here on the podcast, and I could not thank him more for that. I really greatly appreciated that. It was uh, some really, really good stuff by Guy. This week's Pumped Up segment of the week is being brought to you by Built Fast Formula's award-winning Vasoblitz Pumping Nether. Not only is Vasoblitz the winner of our 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Award for Best Pump Product, it is also the first nitrate formula fully disclosed with 30 servings, not scoops. When Vasoblitz is consumed daily, even on your off days, it will last you a full month. All this for only $34.99. And as a special offer to our listening audience, use the coupon code INFORMANT to save 15%. Obviously, I'm pumped up about the Olympia. We are less than two weeks away. And um, 
I love Las Vegas. It's my, my, my place. I think I've said this before on the podcast. I've been to Vegas um, almost double digits now. I've gone almost every single year since I've been 21 years of age. I'm 32. I believe I missed it maybe one or two years. Um, so I, I, I've been there for the Olympia before, once upon a time for Fitness Informant, once upon a time for Supplement Warehouse before Fitness Informant was a real thing. Last year, I had to miss it because of the birth of my daughter. And this year, I returned to the Olympia place as not just somebody who's paying his own way to go there, but as a, as a legit business with employees, as a media partner to the 2009s. You know, two years ago when we went, um, I had to pay for my own passes. I pretty much had to beg people to take meetings with me. And this year, my schedule is absolutely packed. I had to send out an email here a little bit ago to my team and saying, guys, girls, this is what we're doing over the next days here in Vegas on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And here's what we got going. And, uh, you know, it kind of hits me a little bit as I'm trying to schedule um, lunches, team dinners and lunches and breakfast and, and video shoots in between the meetings that we have, how busy we actually are in Vegas. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing because brands want to align themselves with Fitness Informant and what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. The amount of brands that have reached out to me in the last couple of weeks alone regarding my video on a certain pre-workout that's advertising over 750 milligrams of caffeine and 1,100 milligrams of stimulants per serving came to my defense and agreed with everything that I said, love what we're doing for this industry, and we have to keep our foot on the pedal and keep this some bitch going. So I'm pumped up to go to the Olympia this year as a full-fledged, full-time business owner, as a full-time entrepreneur, as a full-time CEO with my team in Las Vegas, the city of cities, my city. And um, uh, there's just you know not much more to look forward to than that. It's, it's great. Um, you know I'm also pumped up about the new HQ here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be pretty much recording in this place if you're watching on YouTube um, for another week. And then uh, off to Vegas, I come back and then I move into my new my new place. Uh, and I'll have a, a bigger office and it's going to be really cool. So I'm stoked about just changing life events in my personal life uh, of moving into a new home. So that is really what I'm pumped up about this week. Our Genius Moment of the Week is being brought to you by the Genius Brand. The Genius Brand offers high quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically dosed all natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, the Genius Brand is focusing on creating innovative of industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplement smarter today. Check out full reviews of the Genius Brand over at fitnessinformant.com. Our Genius Moment of the Week this week is if you are a business owner, specifically in the sports nutrition area, category, industry, and you sell SARMs, you advertise SARMs, the genius thing to do would be to knock it the fuck off. What are you doing? SARMs are illegal. They are not for human consumption. They are for research purposes only. You cannot be selling that. Here's what I say. If you are actively promoting on Instagram that you carry and you sell SARMs, what else are you selling in that store? Because if you're comfortable with promoting that you're selling an illegal substance, then I guarantee you're probably selling something else either within the, the walls of that store or out in the parking lot. Because don't kid yourself. I've been to places before where the employees offer to walk you outside to the trunk of their cars and hit you up with a thing of test and deca. Maybe they're at Anavar, maybe it's Clen, whatever it might be, because that's another way to make money. If you want to stay in business, you abide by the laws. What the fuck are you doing? It's really what you should ask yourself. So if you're a business owner and you have SARMs on your shelves, you should slap yourself in the face and punch yourself in the dick. Simple as that. And if you're a female, well, then slap yourself in the face and punch yourself in the boobs. I don't care because it's irresponsible 
You're going to hurt someone? It's disgusting. This coming from a guy that does not give a shit if people take SARMs or steroids. But is a business owner doing something illegal? What are you doing? Genius up. Be smart. Carry the genius brand for fuck's sake. At least that'll sell for you. Listen, I don't want to ramble on so much here in the opening. I want to get you guys over to Guy Sisterino. We had a great conversation. If you like what you hear today on the podcast and it's your first time listening, hit that subscribe button, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Write us a review. It helps out the algorithm. gets more people involved and aware of the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. And tell a friend about us via social media, whatever it might be. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. And now we're on TikTok as well. Learn that platform. Wow, what a clusterfuck, but I'm going to learn it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Guy Sisterino. I know I sure did. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one only Guy Sisterino. The BAR Breakfast at the Ready is finally here. The world's first protein bar made with real cereal pieces from some of your favorite cereals and the best cereals of all time. This bar has 20 grams of protein, only 20 grams of carbohydrates, with five of them coming from sugar, and four grams of fat, 190 delicious calories that you can fit in at any time. Any person can take this bar. Man, woman, child, whether you're working out, you're training to build muscle, or you just need a healthy snack throughout the day, the BAR is your solution. Go to redcon1.com and order the BAR breakfast at the ready right now. <laughs> With the amount of hard work that I put in, I need a reputable brand. I absolutely love this stuff. The energy is amazing, the pumps are ridiculous. The flavor is absolutely delicious. I was blown away by the amount of energy, the muscle pump. It keeps me going throughout the day. Take your workouts to the next level. The energy was so crazy for me. Really gives me the boost I'm needing in the morning. You will train harder, you will see better pumps, you will go longer in the gym. The quality of the ingredients makes a difference. Try Rise, you're gonna love it, I guarantee it. Their products are top of the range and I'm very proud to be a part of Team Rice. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. What's going on, guys? Welcome back inside the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. If you're watching via YouTube across the screen, this guy needs no introduction. Guy Cicerino, 
Guy and I met out in New York at the Epic Block Party. You know, I've never met you before, but you're literally one of the nicest fucking dudes I've ever met. So first off, thank you for that, and thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time, bud. You got it. We were just talking about how busy your schedule is and how much you travel, and I find it um, just astonishing from the outside looking in because you're a competitive athlete in bodybuilding and trying to and, – and I'm currently on prep now, and I understand I need to eat every fucking three hours. How the hell do you do it when you're on a plane to China, of all places, coming up for a trip, or you're traveling the back roads of Illinois? How do you, how do you manage your diet on the road? I mean, I'm lucky to have a food sponsor. Um, you know, Back when I was an amateur, we didn't have food sponsors, mm-hmm. um, so I had to cook everything myself which fucking sucked. Right. Uh, but now it's different, you know, with trifecta, you know, they, they have all bulk food. So I just pretty much, um, take my food. Uh, people, a lot of people don't know, but you can actually travel with your food. Yeah. Um, and I have an OGO roller cooler bag, um, that I've been using Christ since I was like an amateur. Um, it's the only one that, I mean, I, I bought in multiple, like different ones of them cause, but they don't make them anymore, but you can find them on eBay, but they're like a $60 roller cooler. And I fit so much food in there. Yeah. And uh, I travel with a hot plate. I, everybody makes fun of me because I travel with so many suitcases. But one suitcase literally has my hot plate, my scale, a cup, a shaker cup, my protein powder, my pre-workout. I mean, I, so one suitcase is just all the stuff I need to survive mm-hmm. as far as food goes and like my cream of rice. And um, Because when you travel places like even Illinois, you might not be able to find cream of rice. So yeah. um, I make sure I bring all my necessities uh, with me. And then I usually just go to the food store, pick up veggies pick up eggs, pick up Pam spray, and I'm usually ready to rock and roll. Um, is it a pain in the ass? Absolutely. Is it something you have to do uh, as an athlete? Yeah, because bodybuilding doesn't pay my bills. And I don't think a lot of people get uh, uh, misconstrued as to how I pay my bills. And uh, they think that they say, oh, you, you just make a living being a bodybuilder. And I'm mm. like, no. Like my living comes from, first of all, my house just got redone, but yeah. behind me, if you can see, that's all my, this is all custom shelving that I got put in. Cause I do not only do I'm, I'm sponsored by MFIT, I'm sponsored by gas, I'm sponsored by atomics, um, trifecta. I do a lot of appearances. And I think the problem with a lot of bodybuilders nowadays is that a lot of bodybuilders aren't willing to travel. I have a lot of friends, um, that are top bodybuilders that don't travel 16 weeks out difference between me. I, I cut my traveling schedule two weeks out. Um, I will travel all the way up until two weeks before a show because that's how you make brands money. That's how you gain brand awareness. People want to see you when you're in shape. People don't always want to see you in the off season, um, guest posing. So, uh, besides like Jay and Kai, I mean, Jay will tell you that I'm probably one of the most heavily traveled, mm-hmm. um, bodybuilders just because I don't say no to appearances because your, uh, your window of opportunity in the sport is, is very small. And if you don't capitalize on it, when you have the opportunities to, um, when you retire, you're not going to have those same opportunities. So I try to get every opportunity that I can. I, I don't turn down appearances. Um, I try to do as many guest poses as possible. I try to do as many store appearances, uh, expos, because it helps myself for my brand, meaning, you know, guys, you know, AKA Quadro, like my Quadro line of stuff. And it also helps gas because I always wear gas, yeah. shorts, you know, hats, hoodies, whatever. And then I also am representing Emfit. So you ha- you know, I wear many different hats, but I feel that I wear them very well. Um, and that's how I make my money. You know, people go, oh, well, isn't traveling tough? Yeah, but if traveling tough with food is the hardest thing that I have to do, that I really have no right to fucking complain about it. Well, let's sit on a flight to China for 12 hours. 18. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's even worse, right? Like, you're a guy that doesn't necessarily fit well into a, a, a seat. So, I mean, are you, are you flying the lay down first class? Are you, if you're... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I travel so much that um, I have status with United. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm, I'm platinum 1K. 
Um, so like when we go to China, I'm I'm in the the lay down, but I'm in the lay down beds with the cubicle. But people, whether you're laying in a bed or sitting in a seat, yeah, still- people think it, it 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 is more comfortable and it is uh, you have more space and more freedom and, and the luxury of being in first class. But it still sucks. It just yeah. it sucks in first class rather than sucking in economy or economy yeah. plus. Like it's still 18 hours whether you're in the caboose or in the front. Yeah, you're still sanitary. So you're still sitting down. Playing for 18 hours. Right. You know? Your blood's not flowing the way you want the flow. You, you mentioned before like you lose the opportunities after you kind of walk away from bodybuilding at some point. I'd say yes and no, right? In your case, you're actually presenting yourself – those opportunities post-retirement because you're actually going out making a brand for yourself. You know, look at somebody like Ronnie obviously is Ronnie, but he still is in demand today as he was and ever. And it's interesting. A lot of people always toss out there, who's the best bodybuilder of all time list and they make a list. Jay Cutler is yours. Why is Jay yours? Because he's the best ambassador, bodybuilder, and business person in the sport. Mm -hmm. He is still one of the most highly sought out bodybuilders for Mm -hmm. appearances. He still probably makes more money than anybody. Um, he has a lot of business opportunities. He started his Jay Cutler, you know, clothing and stuff while he was at the top of his game. Um, he had his, he had, you know, he started with BPI, his Jay Cutler brand, and then he retired and then bought out and made it himself. So for me, being the best bodybuilder in the world, isn't about how many Sandows you have under your belt. It's what you did for the sport, how you represented the sport, how you were ambassador for the sport, how you grew the sport, how you grew yourself monetarily, um, and your fan base. And Jay does it. Jay and Kai do it very well. Why is Jay yeah, so nice? Uh, huh? Why is Jay so nice? He's the one, the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Me and Jay have gotten in the past three years. Me, Jay's became one of my closest friends. Yeah. I like, talk to Jay almost every day. He's a great, I mean, so do I on WhatsApp now we talk all the time. It's like, you don't have to make time for someone like me, but he does. Have you ever seen him pissed off? Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Entertaining. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He just gets like he doesn't like scream and yell like like or get in somebody's face like I would. He'll just be like, "What the fuck is that about?" <laughs> like he doesn't his like his mad is like my normal now. Sure, no, that you makes it all right. So so aside from brand ambassador, ambassador for the sport, and monetary value in terms of like overall physique and the stage over the course of all the Ronnie. years, Ronnie Coleman. Okay, longevity. Are you giving it to the blade, Dexter Jackson? I mean, he's, is he ever going to age? You can't. You can't not. I mean, is he? Does he ever get old? I don't. I haven't seen it. It's unbelievable. Um, it, I mean, he just won the Tampa Pro, and, and and it was it was amazing to see. Obviously, the Olympia of this recording is is two weeks away. It's interesting. So you obviously are very active in this sport. The Olympia this year, some are saying, is probably the the, the biggest down year. I mean, that's. I don't want to say that to be disrespectful to the competitors on stage because I they. I said it today in my life. Pete. Yeah, it, it's disrespectful to the ones who work hard, but like, what do they need to do? Like, what needs to happen in bodybuilding to bring back the pizzazz, the the Ronnie versus Jay, the Kai versus Phil, all the drama that we used to have in the sport? I said the best thing that could happen this year is, is Phil's automatically on the list because he is a uh, right. um, Mr. Olympia. And once you win the Olympia, if you guys don't know, once you win an Olympia, you never have to qualify ever again for anything mm-hmm. uh, in bodybuilding. So um, I said today in my life feed that what would make this Olympia 10 times better is if nobody says a fucking thing and Phil just shows up to the press conference ready to go. Right. Like that would pucker up a lot of buttholes. Sure. How do you think, how do you think he would do? He'd win. Yeah. I mean, he looked good. He did, he's been releasing some pictures more and more as we're leading up to the big O event. So, um, what about you, dude? I mean, you've competed in some of the biggest stages. Like what's, what's the outlook for you here in, I'm not going to call it the latter part of your career because you, but I mean, in terms of like, what do you want to accomplish yet in bodybuilding? 
I mean, I, my my goal. So I'm 37. So um, you know, this year was my first year back after all the surgeries and mm -hmm. shit. Um, and I'm not done yet. There's uh, three shows in November. There's Romania. There's uh, Vancouver, and there is California. So I'm doing one, two, or all of them, um, because my goal is to qualify for 2020 Olympia and not do a goddamn thing next year. Sure. Um, to give my body a full year of an off season. Um, so I will qualify next year. This is the first. This is my first year competing besides my my uh, first year in 2010 that I have not qualified for the Olympia. Last year I didn't qualify because I, I didn't compete. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been to Olympia six times uh, since 2000 and since I turned pro in 08, competed in 2010, and then I was at the Olympia every year from 2011 on. Mm -hmm. uh, so last year was the first year I didn't go. And I wasn't in it. And Sean won. He was, you know, you guys know I'm the godfather of his daughter. Me and mm -hmm. him are very close. Um, so it sucks being on um, in the audience looking at the stage. But honestly, I'm not really that upset that I'm not there this year because Sean's not there. Yep. Um, the the Olympia, this is going to be like that Chris Aceto calls like the asterisk Mr. Olympia because there's so many... Um, things that aren't in place. You don't have a defending Mr. Olympia. You don't have Phil there. You have Dexter was the only Mr. Olympia there. Big Ramy's not there. Mm -hmm. They give a special invite to Cedric. Like there's so many like chess pieces that aren't on the fucking uh, on the board right now that would make this Olympia be the best. Because if you had Phil, Ramy, and Sean there, this could you could say this could be one of the most exciting Mr. Olympias ever. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case, and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I know, you know, obviously Sean's not going to be there, um, or Sean will be there, but he's not going to be competing. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's bittersweet to go this year, but this is the first year I'll be at the Olympia. Cause last year I just chose not to go. Yeah. Uh, I lost, I went from 237, 238 down to 193. I was just very small. I was doing cardio to keep myself busy and I didn't like how I looked and, uh, I didn't have any of my sponsors going. So I was like, you know what? There's, I'm not going to go and get chastised for how I look after double shoulder surgery. So I'm just going to sit back and watch from my computer. Yeah. Um, but this is the first show I'll be at the Olympia at an expo the entire time just dealing with my fans. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, usually the fans get a lot of um, shortcomings because the competitors always have to like rush in and, at, in and out of the expo. But this year will be good for me for like for my fans to get more personal with my fans and, and talk to them at the, cause I do that at the Arnold, mm -hmm. but I have never done that at the Olympia. So I'm actually looking forward to being with a brand new brand and fit and having a great, great booth there and being able to meet all my fans this year. Um, and not worried about, you know, competing spray tan. I, I will be dieting, but the uh, stresses of the everyday competing and getting ready for your show and shit, um, is it going to be there? So I, I can spend more time with my fans. Right. Know? That's cool. Seeing Sean dethrone Phil Heath last year. How'd you feel? Me and Phil are very good friends, and uh, Phil's got seven of Mr. Olympia. He's one of the best ever to right. walk the face of the earth in bodybuilding. And, you know, it's – but Sean is one of my best friends, and I'm the godfather of his daughter, and I know his trials and tribulations, not saying his are any harder or easier than anybody else's, but they're just – he's had a lot of um, uh, things in his life that he's overcame and gone through. And, uh, you know, he go, – go, go, going from being 13th, to third, to, to second, to fifth, to winning was just awesome. You know, um, he's not like a typical bodybuilder. He's not outspoken. He's mm -hmm. not loud. He doesn't grunt in the gym. Um, he doesn't post training videos all the time like myself and a lot of other people do. Um, he's very quiet, keeps himself. 
And, uh, you know, seeing somebody that humble win um, it was just exciting, man. You know, cool. I was really happy for him because I know he puts in um, a lot of fucking work and a lot of time and a lot of sacrifice, just like we all do. And when you have somebody like that with that caliber of a physique, streamlined, um, you know, no stomach, no distension, not a mass monster, very pretty physique. I like that. Yeah. I think that's the direction that, you know, like, like Rami's a mass monster, but he also has the combat. He's like the best of both worlds. He's huge, but he's also streamlined, small waist, big back, no distension in his stomach, very proportioned. So I'm glad that the sport started going in that direction. I think we're going to keep seeing more of that as well. It was interesting because last year, I mean, all the buzz was like Phil's going to take it, take home the eighth one. It was like a foregone conclusion going into that week, and he was going to win. Friday night, Twitter blew up. Everybody knew Sean won on Friday night. Everyone knew it. Um, you know, and the next day it was it was awarded. Obviously, you mentioned he's not going to be here this year. It's a weird situation. I my I, I feel for Sean in this situation. Being on, and if you put yourself in the shoes of the Olympia Committee, do you agree with their decision? Um, I mean, it's not my place to agree or disagree because it's a business decision. Um, I think it was a little premature mm -hmm. to jump the gun. Um, and it's only premature because we live in the United States of America, which is you hear it all the time. You're are innocent until proven guilty. Right. Um, now, I, I understand what his charges say, but just because you're like you could be. Um, you could you could get a speeding ticket and go to court and fight it, and you don't have to pay the fine or you don't get the points until you go to court, plead your case, and then it's decided no, you're at fault, you were speeding. Sure, Sean doesn't get that luxury, and I know he was fighting very hard um, to get his case heard prior to the O. Now I know what his case is. It is not before the O, which is why he's not going to be able to do it because he tried to get it mm -hmm. um, expedited because this is his livelihood. And he's missing out on $400,000 yeah. if he wins. Um, you know, he is competing in San Marino in November because mm -hmm. he didn't get banned. People people forget he didn't get banned of competing in the IFBB. He got banned by the Olympia Committee. Right. Um, and um, from a when you look at things from a business standpoint, it's like – are people going to get mad that Sean got accused of something and is competing or are the fans going to get mad that he got accused of something and then people jumped the gun and pretty much said, no, he's guilty right. because I want him here because of what he might be guilty of or now, because now I'm, if you, if you look at it from a different perspective, how is it going to look if he's found innocent Right, and he wasn't allowed because, then, then the Olympia Committee can get backlash. I mean, were they going to say, oh, we did it because we didn't want bad press? Right. Um, I mean, there are a lot of bodybuilders who have been arrested and found guilty for a lot of other things, not saying that, you know, getting accused of rape or selling steroids or being a drug dealer or, um, you know, just, you know, fighting or whether it was um, immigration stuff. Like, there have been a lot of body – I mean, fucking uh, – what's his face? Um uh, Silvio Samuel was in jail for beating the shit out of, or, or for like uh, domestic violence mm -hmm. for a couple years. He's still, com he's now competing and he was found guilty. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, there's, there's, I, I don't, I don't, there's two things I don't stand for abusing or raping women or, or, uh, abusing children. Those are like the two worst things in, in, in my eyes that you could ever be as a human being is, is abuse or 
do anything to a child or abuse or rape a woman. Yeah. And uh, I think those are, I think people like that are scum and should be fucking just, you know, killed. Uh, I don't, I don't take kindly to people that, you know, rape and, and, and pillage and, you know, uh, or pedophiles. Like I just, I, I'm yeah. not, I, I just, I think that stuff's disgusting. I, I think those people are not needed on this earth. And, um, you know, it, it put me in a, in a spot as well because people knew that me and Sean were really close. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sticking by Sean, um, until the end, because I, as Sean's friend, uh, for years, I've never seen that kid get it. You asked me about Jay. I've never seen Sean get mad. Mm -hmm. Never. I've never seen Sean raise his voice, raise his hand, be confrontational. So for me to think that Sean, uh, could do something like that, um, I, I, I don't believe it. Um, and I believe, um, what he says and I believe his truth and I'm hoping that the truth does come out. Right. Um, you know, I don't think really people are going to care. I, I actually, I can't say that. I saw a lot of the Olympia getting backlash for not allowing Sean. Mm -hmm. I saw more of, I saw, I saw more people pro Sean and I really didn't see anybody against Sean, right. which was odd because normally you'll get like a split decision. I saw nothing but positive stuff about, um, about Sean. So I just hope, you know, I think, listen, I get that they did it for, from a business standpoint. Um, so you have sponsors and you have title sponsors and, you know, stuff like that. But I think it also says something from, for his sponsor, a limp that they didn't, they didn't drop him. Right. Um, you know, uh, there's, he's he still, he's kept majority of his sponsors. I don't think any of his ma major sponsors even dropped him, which I think is awesome. I think that show that that's what should happen in the sport. I mean, I talked about like the NFL where every time somebody in the NFL gets accused of, you know, taking PEDs or doing something that they shouldn't have or drinking and driving or, you know, whatever. The first thing that happens is the coach goes on ESPN and does a press release and says, we're going to stand behind our player until we, we, we know facts and truth. And it, this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm not saying there was, there's only two people that know that what happened, Sean and, and the girl, and yeah. nobody else knows. I don't even know, right. you know, I'm going off of what I hear, what Sean tells me, but um, you know, there's only two sides to that story and you know, it's, or three Sean's hers and the truth. So it's going to come out and, I hope everything that Sean told me uh, from what happened is the truth. And there's no, he didn't leave anything out and um, he comes out of this uh, clear as day yeah. and he can move on with his life and come back and defend this title next year. That's what I hope. I think we all want that. I don't think anybody in the planet wants this to be true. And obviously, I, I mean, the Olympia committee in their situation, had they let him compete and then it came out on the bad side, then, there, then, that, then there's that, that conversation. That's why I said it's a business decision because it could yep. go, it could go either way. And it's kind of like, which one mm -hmm. do you weigh out more letting him compete or not letting him compete? Like it's, it's a very hard decision. I'm glad I didn't have to make the decision. Yeah. Um, but from a, from a, an, an American standpoint, I think they should have stuck to their American roots and said, Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, you're innocent until proven guilty in, in America in the legal system in the court of public opinion. It's it's totally different, which is unfortunate. I mean, you've yeah. I've always said too, it's like people say, well, now his career is over. No, it, it's not. Look at Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was accused of rape as well, and he's a major major athlete. He did just fine. If the truth comes out and essentially sets him free, he'll I mean he'll be fine. He'll bounce back. He's still keeping in shape. Um, obviously, that was one thing around bodybuilding. Then you had the Jeremy Bendia thing, and you had I think the Larry Wheeler thing. There's a lot of things going around bodybuilling women. like women. around women yeah around the same time um not good and none of us want to see that shit we don't want it and if all this stuff is true obviously we despise it we hate it 
I mean, what, what were your thoughts when like all these different things came out in the sport that you absolutely love and you and you fucking die for every single day, and all this negativity is surrounding the sport? I look at it like this, man. There's bad people in the world, mm-hmm. so just because I'm in a sport that I love doesn't mean there's not bad people in it. Yeah. Um, I I heard that the Larry Wheels thing was bullshit. I don't know if that's true. I don't either. I I heard that it was made up, but I, I really don't know. The, the difference between me, man. And uh, a lot of people's, I don't pay attention. Sure. I really don't. I don't watch. Um, I mean, I have all this. I don't know if you can see, but I have. I bought all different. It's still in boxes, but I got all podcasts. I, I got all podcast. I have all my podcast stuff set up because I'm doing my own podcast. But um, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. I don't go on YouTube. I don't watch interviews. I don't watch drama dramatics because I have better things. Like you said, I don't know. That's good because. That proves you don't sit in front of your computer watching fucking YouTube all day. I got time for that. I have better things to do with my life, my house, my dogs, my career than sit on YouTube and watch drama. Yeah. Like, as long as the drama's not about me and as long as negativity's not coming my way, I don't give a fuck what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll defend me, I'll defend my friends, and I'll defend my sport. Right. But I, if, if I, you know, you do something um, out of character, out of context, or, you know, disrespectful to others, like, I, it, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know, I can't worry about everybody's um, career and everybody's poor decision making. You know, I got too much shit going on to worry about, to worry about everybody else. I've never had a problem with Jeremy. I think Jeremy's a, a nice dude. Um, I never let my relationship with people um, reflect on how they treat their girlfriends or how they treat other people. As long as they treat me with respect, that's kind of how I base it. Um, do I know facts of Jeremy's case or Larry's or Sean's? No. Do I hope it's all bullshit and mm-hmm. um, they're all innocent? Absolutely. It, is that going to be the truth with all these cases? Absolutely not. production as we speak. We've been hyped about this for months and the time is finally here. So let's go check it out. In here. This is it. Galaxy Burst. This flavor has a burst of candy with a hint of tart, leaving your taste buds begging for more. It's fruity and creamy, yet sweet and tangy. After months of testing and formulations, this galactic flavor is sure to take over the galaxy. Now let's give it a try. So good. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, time to go.
Bulging banana is banana milkshake flavored, but we want to take that to the next level today. And I want to show you how to make a delicious, low calorie, high protein banana milkshake using the goat. So let me walk you through the ingredients. We're going to need one cup of ice, one scoop of bulging banana goatine, one cup of coconut milk or almond milk. I recommend less than 50 calories per serving kind if you're cutting and some type of lower calorie whipped topping. You're gonna to need four tablespoons of this. It's only 25 calories per two tablespoons. And last but not least, we need one frozen banana. So let's blend these up and see how it tastes. So we don't call it bulging banana for nothing. This is a very thick milkshake right here. Look at that consistency. Let's give this a try. Absolutely delicious. Fits in my anabolic window. Cheers, guys. Yummy. Athlete sponsorships in this industry. Because a long time ago, and by a long time ago, I mean, it wasn't so long ago, guys like Jay, yeah, guys like Phil. We're, yeah, we're getting huge contracts, right? Uh, you don't see that anymore. And I speak with a lot of business owners in what I'm doing. And they're, I mean, they're afraid to spend money on athletes now because athletes can kind of up and go from brand to brand, take that brand loyalty with them, right? Um, what's your, what's your, because you're, you're an athlete, right? You've been at different brands before. You're with MFit now, which is a fucking great brand. If somebody says to you, like, I don't want to give a chance on you because you could up and leave me and take your, your loyalty somewhere else. What's your response as an athlete to, to essentially vouch for what you guys do? Because you do bring value and benefits to brands when you sign with them. Yeah. Um, I tell, if a brand wants to sign me and wants loyalty, I say, you want loyalty out of me? Give me term. Give me a term contract. Give me a three-year term. Right. Give me a two-year term. The problem, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. As much as I like social media, Right. Social media killed sponsorships because what social media did was give everybody a sense of entitlement. I have never in my life asked for a sponsorship ever, 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 ever. And I have so many people asking me, well, how do I get sponsored? Motherfucker, did you ever compete? Number one, right. did you ever win a fucking show? Did you turn pro? Did you win a pro show? Have you been to the Olympia? What's your following? What's your niche? How many people how, do you engage people on social media? Do you have a podcast? Do you have a YouTube? Are you making appearances? Do you have a following enough to where your the, the brand you're going to be able to be a sponsor athlete, make money, and make enough money to cover your nut that the company's paying you, plus make the company more money to where the company grows? Right. All these people want fucking sponsorships because they want to put in their bio that they're a sponsored athlete because it makes them have some sort of self entitlement. Rather than I tell people when I was when I, I did an appearance for Doug Miller at uh, one of his uh, nutrition corners at the beach. And somebody asked me about, you know, like uh, social media and cell phones. And I said, the difference between myself and, and other pros and people that are up and coming is that when I was an amateur, my phone didn't leave my fucking gym bag. My phone was in my gym bag at all times. And it still doesn't fucking come out in the gym. My training partners know the code to my phone. They know what to film. They know who to tag. I use a fucking old school iPod. And the reason is, is because when you're in the gym, every fucking set should count and you shouldn't just train hard for the sets that are being fucking filmed. But the problem is, is that everybody's so worried about likes, comments, fucking views, hashtag that it's, it's all social media. And a lot of stuff, a lot of hard work is lost because of social media. And people think because they have a couple followers that they're entitled to a sponsorship. Well, I started competing in 2003. I turned pro in 08. 
I didn't win my first pro show until 2011 and get qualified for the Olympia. And that is when I got my fucking first contract with BSN. Yeah. That's when it happened. When I fucking established myself as winning a fucking pro show, being like, I, because not, listen, there's a, there's hundreds of thousands of bodybuilders and, and fitness competitors and bikini competitors out there that have never won a show ever and never will. And there's very few that win shows. There's very few that win two, three, four. I've won six shows. There's not a lot of people that can say I've won six pro shows in my life. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people. So I've established myself as one of the best in the 212. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not the best right now, but when I was coming up, I was one of the best. You know, I I, I think that next year is going to be one of my better years ever um, because I'm, I'm finally going to have a full year under my belt with recovery. But um, I really feel that people don't work for sponsorships. People don't want to travel. Like I mentioned earlier, when they're getting, when they're dieting, because they think that prep life is the worst thing in the world and nothing can get worse than prep. And they can't do anything because they're so tired and they're starving and cut. It just, everybody's a fucking pussy, bro. <laughs> and you just don't want to, they don't want to work for their paychecks. Yeah. And you know, I, I started with MFIT. They're a startup company. They're owned by ANZ pharmaceutical, but it, we won't, people, look at MFIT and they forget that they've only been, we only released in March. Yeah. The Arnold. March to April, May, June, July, August. Five months. We've been in five, by the time we hit the Olympia, we'll only be in business for six months. We've done a lot of big things in six months. And a lot of it's because of Nick, John, Emma, um, all the people that joined or that helped, you know, bring MFIT and, and, and grow the brand. But it, it's not easy and you have to be willing to, to hustle and travel. I mean, I'm going to, to all these appearances I'm doing aren't for me. Mm -hmm. They're for MFIT. Yeah. Olympia MFIT. China MFIT. We're going to Dubai in December MFIT. The Illinois appearances for MFIT because they, they put in a PO. It's like you have to, if you aren't willing to do those things, then you're not, you shouldn't deserve a sponsorship. Yeah, I agree 100%. Shouldn't. It's interesting because Nick reached out to me in January before MFIT obviously launched. Um, and then you guys launched in March. And then I think a lot of people were surprised that you were attached to the brand because, uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was an unknown brand. Like, I've, you've told this story to me before, but not everybody's heard it. Like, what attracted you to the brand? Because you said that you got an email or a phone call and you kind of ignored it for a while. You put it in the back burner and then you reached <laughs> back out. At the time, Gina um, was, was in Long Island and she trained at Bev's and she knew this kid, Nick. They were friends. And she asked me one day, she was like, hey, um, my friend Nick asked me um, if you're like, if you're, if you're up for like uh, contracts for a sponsorship for a supplement company. And I was with Centurion Labs for five years, but never had a contract. We never agreed on a contract. And I would arguably say that you helped grow that brand significantly. Like the reason why I knew about them for the most part was because of you. The one owner will disagree with that and tell you that I did nothing for the brand. And that's where we kind of really butted heads. Um, I mean, he's literally, he, say, he said to my, to my face that, oh, you think X, Y, and Z helped grow the brand? And he go, he actually asked me one thing. He goes, do you think this brand would be where it is without you? I said, absolutely not. And he goes, well, I disagree. Sure. I said, okay. So um, I left after five years because um, there's just a lot of stuff going on with the brand. Um, I, I kind of like, it was almost like I overstayed my welcome. Like five years, I helped them grow. I did what I could. And uh, I really didn't have any leverage and didn't have any flexibility to kind of um, do other things with products and formulas. So uh, Gina was like, hey, this kid, Nick. And I was like, oh, I messaged him. I texted him. And he was like, oh, we're a startup company. I'm like, oh, fuck, like another startup company. Like I just I just went through this for five years. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to do this again. So I kind of blew him off and I talked to a couple other companies that made me offers. And I was like, oh, let me before I make a decision, let me at least go and see what this what this brand's about. 
So I drove up to uh, Hot Pog, which is in uh, Long Island, and I literally showed up in like sweatpants, a t-shirt. Like I'm thinking a startup company is going to be in like a fucking garage. Right. Like I'm not gonna like I'm not getting like dressed up. Well, unbeknownst to me, I was fucking taken back because I pulled up to a fucking enormous building, enormous. And uh, I called Nick and I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, where are you guys? He's like, oh, it's inside the building. I'm like, oh, would you guys like rent one of this, the yeah. offices like inside the building, one of the spaces? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, this is our building. I'm like, this, I go for it. Do you own the whole, he's like, yeah. So then they come to find out they're owned by AMZ Pharmaceutical, which one of their big products is called Decal. It's a vitamin, uh, it's a calcium vitamin D product that's sold in Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, like sure. all the major um, stores. And they have a huge China market. So they actually have a China MFIT brand. Knock it off. They actually have a uh, – um, my buddy just stopped by. They actually have a, uh, a MFIT for China. Yeah. Like Because when you do international um, sales, you have to conform to their regulations over there. So every different country is going to have different regulations as far as what is allowed on the back of the nutrition panel. So that's why I'm going to China because there's a big um, event over there, a big expo. It's called Apex um, right after the Olympia. So that's why we're heading over there. So they had that already launched. They had all the formulas and products were already being made. I sat down, signed a non-disclosure, saw the products. I was shocked that some of the formulas were as good as they were. Mm -hmm. um, and they at one, the one thing that, that really I really liked, we have a product called Mass Advantage. Yeah. Which is our like post-workout, like, it has the protein, the carbs, the fats, the seven grams of MCT oil, 350 calories. It's got a 20 grams of protein. Um, it's got carbs in it. It's got low sugar, but it's very similar to the product that I originally launched with Centurion called Unrivaled, um, which was protein and cyclodextrin because I got so sick of going to the gym and bringing two and a half scoops of protein, two scoops of carbs yep. because you have to always blend everything together. It was like a la carte. Mm -hmm. Well, they had, I saw that and I was like, that's really funny. Cause that's very similar to the, it's actually a better formula cause it's more, it's more well-rounded yep. and complete than my formula was. Cause I didn't have the MCT oils and all that stuff in it. So that really took me by surprise. And then there's no artificial sweet, um, um, uh, uh, dyes in anything. Mm -hmm. And they just, they're, 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 uh, FDA inspected, GMP certified, um, they do in-house manufacturing. They're just a good brand. And I was looking at my longevity with the company. What company can I be with till I retire and stay with after I retire and still help out the brand as an athlete or R&D or formulas? And I was like, this is the brand that I could, I could go with. And um, it was a risk, just like it is every time you leave a company and go to a different company. And it's more of a risk when you go to a startup company. Um, but it has been the best move that I made since I've been there. We have grown a bunch of accounts. We have distribution uh, starting up in Australia. We're going to Dubai to the Dubai Muscle Show um, in December. We have distribu distribution lined up there for meetings. We're going to China. So I'm doing more traveling now <laughs> than I did with, with my old sponsor. And I was with them for five years. Yeah. So that alone shows how fast we're, you know, we're, our, our, our gears are turning. Let's uh, two final questions here, and then we'll let you get out of here. First one is you mentioned coming back, uh, potentially competing in the Olympia stage in 2020, or taking 2020 off, or being in the Olympia stage 2020, right? Well, I'm I'm hoping to qualify in November and taking all the rest uh, of until next then. year off until the Olympia. So Flex obviously is no longer he's retired from 212, but he never said he was officially retired. Retired. Do you know what he's going to do now? 
probably open. How do you think he's going to do? Uh, he's done open shows before. Okay. And Flex has never competed really heavy, heavy. And I know Flex is one of my best friends. I was in his wedding. Me and him are very, very close. And uh, he's a genetic freak with a hard work ethic. And those two things combined are very hard to find. So I think he will. Do I think he's going to win an Open Olympia? No. Sure. Do I think he's, he, he has the potential to win Open shows and yeah. be top five at the Olympia? Absolutely. Do you guys get enough credit for being in 212? Compared, because everybody talks about the Open no, guys, right? No. No. What do you do? You think you'll ever get credit specifically because you can't say that we're equals when we're given forty thousand for prize money for first place at the Olympia and the Open's given four hundred. You can't yeah. tell me that the Open guys trained four hundred times harder because I will go side by side any Open competitor and destroy them in the gym. And I don't care who the fuck's watching. I am. I will say that with a room full of Open competitors. Yeah, Let's... I don't care. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I, I, I love the 212 class. It's actually one of my favorite. And I love 212. I love classic. Open's I'm fun. But... They bring it back to the Arnold. I mean, I would, I would love to do the Arnold next year and then just do the Olympia. Like, yeah. I, would, I, I, I would compete in March if the 212 got brought back to, to the Arnold. You guys heard that. Arnold peeps, get on it. Last question, Quadro, the nickname that's, that everybody knows. Uh, I'm sure you've told the story a billion times, but the story behind Quadro, how you got it, and why it's so popular now. Okay, so I don't know why it's popular now. People like me for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> um, but uh, so quadra has nothing to do with, with my quads. Uh, people think it does. It's just it's funny how it works. So if you know me personally, my, my buddy Greg just walked in. Um, but if you know me personally, you know that I, I don't, I, I'm not going to say drama. I'm just going to say that things in my life, there's always things that happen where there's some sort of scene where whether it's um, I like – Somebody starting shit on the highway and I get out of my car, whether it's bad luck happening constantly. Like, for example, my dog blew out her knee, right? $4,700 in March, had surgery, had it fixed. She got cleared. The day she got cleared for her knee surgery, I literally brought her home. She wasn't on the ground for one minute. She blew out her other knee. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And then I had to take her to the vet this morning because her kneecap, she had surgery on both knees. And now the, her original surgery on her one knee, she has to get the kneecap pulled because the kneecap keeps popping out. So mm-hmm. she's got to go for another surgery. So that's about 12 grand now since March I'm going to spend on her for her knees. It just there, he, he, my buddy, Chris Lecompte always used to say, he was like, bro, you're, you're like a fucking scene. Like everywhere you go, there's a scene, whether it's good or bad, there's always something going on around you. And so he would start to call me the scene. So I had stuff like when I was like, first came up that had like hats that said the scene on it. And then one day he was at my house um, and he typed on the computer. Um, he went to like an uh, uh, English Italian translation and put the scene in, and the word for the scene or scenery or a scene or was quadro. Okay, there we go. And he was like, "Dude, he goes, this is like a no." He goes, "You cause a scene everywhere you go." He's like, "You fucking got enormous quads." He's like, "Quadro." He goes, "It's it's like two birds with one stone." Yeah. He's like, "He goes, this is a perfect nickname." And I I, I looked at it and I, I read it and I was like. Pretty fucking badass. Right. I was like, people have been thinking I have to do my legs. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that's why one of my hoodies I have is says quad, like it has like the quadro, and then on the back it says make a fucking scene, because that it, it means a scene. Right. You know, like a scene. But depending on how you use it, could mean a scenery, a scene, a frame, a picture, depending upon the the, the usage of it in a sentence. But um, I started the line in 2012, um, and it was very slow in the beginning because social media. I think right around 2012 or 13. Is kind of when Instagram came to be. Yeah. Um, so it was very slow. 
anybody that starts a clothing company knows like the first couple of years you lose a lot of money because <laughs> yeah, you're giving out shirts to friends, family, this one, you want people wearing it. So I was dropping thousands of dollars. Like I would, I would drop like two grand and be like, Oh, this is such a big order. Now I dropped 10, $50,000 on clothing orders. Like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's just, it's cool, man. I, I'm very blessed. There, listen, there's people that love me. There's people that hate me. And, and um, for no re- people love me because of, I'm a bodybuilder. And people hate my guts because they just don't like my physique. Um, but at the end of the day, I never thought that I'd be in a position where somebody would ask me for a picture, an autograph, buy clothing. So I'm very blessed um, to be in the position that I am. And, and I, I love um, my fans and, and what my me and my fans stand for. And because my fans that buy my clothing, that follow me, they believe in who I am, what I do, what I say. And which was why me getting this double shoulder surgery and coming back was so big for me because I'm, I'm somebody that speaks – my own truth. And I always say adversity and setbacks and there's nothing you can't fucking overcome. And why I maybe didn't win a show right away when I came back from surgery, I still look pretty goddamn good for having double shoulder surgery a year ago. Right. So that was a testament to me as a human being and who I am as a person to that. Not only do I speak my words, but I also fucking, um, I also follow through with what I say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah, you practice what you preach for sure. Exactly. You know? For sure. Well, cool, man. In two weeks, you'll be at the Expo. You'll be at the Olympia with MFIT. And then yep. a, a year and two weeks, you'll be on stage for 212. Yep, we're hoping. Right. That's the goal. Appreciate you coming on. You guys can follow him on Instagram. He's at, at Guy Cicerino. Um, all the stuff is there. MFIT's on, on Instagram as well. We'll make sure we take him in the description. Guy, brother, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming on, bud. All right. Always a pleasure, man. I really appreciate it. And I love everything you guys do, man. Keep it up. All right, guys. I wasn't lying to you. Guy, very open, very honest, and tells it how it is, which is... Exactly what I do. That's why we get along. Guy will be in Vegas. I'll be there with him and uh, meeting up with Nick and the MFIT crew, trying to bring some MFIT stuff here to FI in the near future. As it's a great brand, as, as you mentioned, owned by a pharmaceutical company. They have strict guidelines that they need to meet during manufacturing processes. So if you're going to be in Vegas for the Olympia and you see us walking around the expo, make sure you give us a big old let's go. And, uh, you know, come say hi because we like to love, love to see people. It's going to be me, um, Gerhardt, Danielle. We got a guy named Brian going to be there and a guy named Brad. So there'll be a big group of us five. We'll have a videographer with us. So you can't miss us. Um, we're just there to have fun. We have a lot of meetings, but we're going to have a great time. And on Saturday, my team gets to chill which is what I'm super stoked about. So, again, hit that subscribe button. Write us review. Helps out the algorithm while you're watching or listening via iTunes, Spotify, or watching, rather, on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on our social media pod, uh, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Check out our official website. We are fitnessinformant.com. That's where you're going to find all the supplement reviews, rankings, news, deals, workout routines, and nutrition plans right there at fitnessinformant.com. We appreciate you guys tuning in this week. As always, hang loose, be informed, and live fit.